So let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we say thank you for everything that you have done for us. We give you praise for everything. If we start to mention what you've done, we won't be able to count them all. We won't be able to mention them. Everything. There are so many. There are so numerous. Thank for the blessings that you are giving unto us. The blessing of eternal life. We thank you, Lord, because we have inheritance. In fact, we are heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ Jesus. We say thank you because you have not left us alone to ourselves. We say thank you because there is none like you. He said in your word that while we are here sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for us. Father, we are so grateful because you are God who does the impossible. You make the sinner righteous and you establish that righteousness. Thank you because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are so grateful. We do not take this lightly. We, we are not familiar with it. But we say thank you for everything that you have done. The salvation of our souls. Thank you for everything. Be that exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we are so grateful because the theme for this month says enlightenment. Father, we say thank you because our eyes of understanding, being enlightened with the hope of your calling. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we say thank you for all that you have done. In this service this morning, as we share the word of God together in simplicity and, simplicity and clarity, Father, we receive understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we pray that um, everything that does not exalt the name of God in our lives, they are uprooted out in the name of Jesus. Amen. And nothing else will matter in our life except you alone in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done. You. Because we know with you, God, in our lives, we have everything. Yes. Glory be to your name. Hallelujah. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the living soul shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. So let's turn our Bible to, what was the team test? Okay. But um, Isaiah 42, we, we said what? Isaiah 42, 18 to 19, and then Ephesians 1, verse 18. But quickly let us open to the first book of the Bible. What's the first book of the Bible? Genesis. And the meaning of Genesis means what? The beginning, yeah. And it's written by who? Moses. Yeah, Moses. Moses has how many books? Five books. So Genesis is the first book of Moses. So in the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I think we can recite it. And the earth was what? Without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the what? Deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, everybody say God said, let there be light. And there was light. So let's read verse 4 together. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bible again to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. We can put our phones on vibration or silence so that it will not distract us. Hallelujah. Amen. So, John 1 from verse 1 to 5. Let's, let, I'll, I'll read from here. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Let's read verse 4. Together, in him was life, and the light was the light of men. Verse 5, all together, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended. Thank you very much. Let's also open our Bible to First John chapter 1. First John, First John, First John is after Second Peter. First John chapter 1, I'll be reading from here. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our eyes have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen, we have seen it. The IT, is it in italics? Is it in italics? It is. It's, it's added by translators. And bear witness and show unto you that in that internal life which was with the father and was manifested unto us that which we have seen and have heard declared we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with who the father and with his son jesus christ and these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Amen. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So if we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we do what? We lie and do not the truth. Verse 7. But if we walk, let's see verse 7 together. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus is son blesses us from all sin. Amen. We'll see the progression of the reading. When we read Genesis chapter 1, we move to John chapter 1 and 1 John chapter 1. And um, we'll see there that they are saying the same thing. Genesis was written by Moses, one of the great leaders of um, Israel, was written by Moses. And then in John chapter 1, John explained what Moses wrote in Genesis. And he gave a further explanation to what first John. Praise the Lord. So, and the emphasis there is that uh, God is light. In him there is no darkness. So that will give us understanding that God was not the one that created darkness. Are we together? So John chapter 1, 1 to 5 explained Genesis chapter 1, 1 to 4. And even 
first uh, John chapter one one to where did we stop? One to seven explained John chapter one one to five and what Genesis one to four. Praise the Lord. Now we will see there that uh, there, there is no time, but um, I will be very very fast. We we'll see there that there are some things that we read about, and um, I would love us to go home and study those verses of the scriptures. Genesis, John, and First John that we read together. Here is telling us that if we read in verse 2, we say that for the life was manifested and we have seen. That it's there in verse 2 of First John was added by translator to make the English look um, meaningful, yeah. And bear witness. So, what, who was writing this um, letter? So, it was written by who? Apostle John. Abby? Yes. It was written by John. So, John said that for the life was manifested. You know, we, we've read about Matthew chapter 1, isn't it? Everybody will know Matthew chapter 1, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, isn't it? We know that Jesus Christ was born by a virgin Mary, Abby. That bet is not actual bet of the same that we did, um, that um, our parents had, Abby, of us. That bet is not the same as ours. The bet of Jesus Christ is not the same. Why? Because Joseph did not go in with who? Mary. Jesus Christ was made manifest in Mary. I heard what you said though. It's correct now. So Jesus Christ was made manifest. How? Now. Was made manifest. And that manifestation is by the Holy Ghost. He just says so. Though he said it jokingly. So it was made manifest, not the same as the beds that we have today. It's not the same. Praise the Lord. Now, why is that so? We already know that Genesis chapter 3 gave us a, um, a clear um, perspective of what happened in the beginning, isn't it? God told chapter 2 of Genesis, God told Adam not to do this. Adam in chapter 3, he did what God told him not to do. And um, sin entered into the world by one man's sin. That's Romans chapter 5. Are we together? Romans chapter 5, through one man's sin, sin entered into the world. Abi? Now, God wants to end sin. And he cannot end sin by himself being God. You know, God... This place is created. We have to understand. God is God. Abi? And he's one that created earth. Let's say, for example, this is earth. Abi? He created earth. The earth is too small to occupy God. The earth is too small to occupy God. So what did God do? God had to, because it was man that sinned, Abby, and it's still supposed to be a what? Man that should save man from sin. So what did God do? God became man. That was why we read from that first John, manifest. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. 
what does it tell us? I'm going to read from here. First Timothy, First Timothy three sixteen. First Timothy three sixteen. First Timothy three. And without controversy, great is the mystery of what? Godliness. God was manifest in what? In the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. Who is he talking about? Jesus Christ. So God himself manifested in the flesh because God is too big. It's not pride though. That is who God is. God is too big to come into this earth. The earth is so small to occupy God. So God had to become a man. So imagine, and that's why I could understand why she was crying when she was giving her testimony. She was crying. She could not express the joy she has knowing that God is too faithful. God being too big became too small inside the earth. Became one of us. Are we together? Yes. God, too big, became a baby. Let me start from there. For those that are doing biology, became a fuetus. Isn't it? Yes. Fuetus. Have you, have you? Fuetus. Ah, I don't know. When you go in late, he became too small. He became um, how many chromosomes? Eh? So, 46. <laughs> yes, now. He became very small. Big God. Small. Philippians 2, 9 to 11 says that God, be, um, Jesus Christ did not um, 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 say he was equal with God. He became obedient even till death. All because of what? Us. So that we will not what? Die in destruction. Praise the Lord. Because this sin that Adam did affected us. And if God did not do anything, what will happen to all of us? Seven billion people on earth, minus those people that are dead. That's about, let's say times two, 14 billion. Let's say maybe 20 billion people will perish. So God so good to us. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 21, what did God do? Okay, from verse 15, what did God do? God told Ab God told Adam that what he has done, he has provided a remedy for it. And who is that person? Jesus Christ. And in verse 21, what did he do? He killed an animal to cover what? Their nakedness. Isn't it? And today, we have Jesus Christ who has done what? Covered our nakedness covered our sin. We don't have time. Covered our sin. So if you read from Genesis all through Malachi, you understand that everything that God did through the prophets was concerning Jesus Christ. Take for example, Moses. When, um, when Moses um, okay um, let me start from okay, let me start from Okay, when Moses built tabernacle, the tabernacle he built hmm, was a picture of the tabernacle we have today. It's not this place. So. Are we together? Yes, sir. It's the tabernacle that we are going to have. What I'm saying eh, is going to bring up 
so many things in our in our mind for us to go and study on our own. Uh, are we together? Yes, sir. So Moses gave a picture of Jesus Christ. Even Joshua, all of them from that's why in Luke 24, verse 27, Jesus Christ told them, He said, Ought not Christ, who has done what, suffered all these things and entered into glory that from Genesis to Malachi, he expanded unto them what? The scriptures concerning him. That means Moses was talking about who? Jesus Christ in Genesis, in the five books. Even the prophet was talking about him. All of them, they were talking about who? Jesus Christ. So the center of this Bible is who? Is Jesus Christ. Nothing more. Is Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So, God so good, he saved us from sin. Through what? Through one man. He said that by one man's sin, sorry, by one man's disobedience, sin entered the world, then death reigned, isn't it? He now continues to but, but, but by one man's what? Obedience. What will happen? Many will be made righteous. And we Sunday school this morning, Told us about that. Second Corinthians chapter five verse twenty-one. Abi, who knew no sin, Abi became sin, Abi, so that we will be made what the righteousness of God in who in Christ. Jesus. Let's not forget when we are talking about I am right, I am the righteousness of God. I am the, don't be saying it. I am the righteousness of God. Complete it by saying I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Whatever you are, please always put in what. In Christ. I am holy in Christ. Praise the Lord. So, praise the Lord. Okay, we've. um, So, if we read. Okay, I just established that Jesus Christ was made manifest, Abby, in the flesh. And when he was made manifest, sorry, manifest. He came to do what? To take away our sin. And he has done that. He's not going to do it. He has done that, isn't it? On the cross. He did that on the cross. And did he remain on the cross? No, he was buried. Is he in the grave today? No, did he resurrected? Yes, he resurrected. Where is he? In his glory in heaven. And that's why we can say, as he is, so are we in this world. Praise the Lord. So, God is light. And in him there is no what? Darkness at all. Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 to 27. Emphasis on verse 22 to 25, which says, let me start from verse 23. And the city had no need of sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. That is the glory. 24. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in what? In the light of it. Verse 25. And the gate of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. What is he talking about? He's talking about what? New heaven and the new earth. You will now understand that what the original plan of God has been made manifest here in Revelation 21. From Genesis. You know, Genesis, we read that God created the great light and the lesser light. Abby, the greater light to give light during the day and the lesser light during the night. 
But here we are now reading that when we haul, because we are going to explain this new heaven and the new earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When this new earth and new heaven comes, what will happen? There will be no need for this sun anymore. There will be no need for what? Moon anymore. For God himself is light. So that light that I was talking about in Genesis was not for God. It was not saying, let there be light for God to see. For God himself is what? Is light. Praise the Lord. God is light. That light he was talking about was for us. And that's why we read in John chapter 1 and 1 John chapter 1, isn't it? That light is for us. But that light, when we read John chapter 1, verse 5, what did he say? The light shines in darkness. I thought he would say darkness vanished. He's supposed to say darkness vanished. But he said darkness cannot understand. I wonder what for comprehend is what? Understand. Sir? Overcome it not. It means understand it. I was thinking that to say uh, vanishes, darkness vanishes, but you see that it cannot understand. That means, although he has told us that the word of God is what? Is the light. So to us from the beginning, the word of God is what? Is light in us. Are we together? Yes, sir. The word of God is light to us. And this word of God, we can't just say the word of God is light. What is it that is light in us? It is what? The gospel. Then we will now go further to say, what is the gospel? This Bible is not dictionary. So don't be looking for meaning of words. What is the gospel? The gospel is what the prophet David, I'm not saying prophet David though, all the prophets, including David, from Genesis to Malachi, have established what was the gospel. Good news. Very simple. What is that good news? Eh? It's about, I know. What is that good news? That Jesus Christ will die. Okay, let me start from this. That Jesus Christ will be made manifest through Beth Abbey. Yes, Number two, he will do what? He will die. And he will do what? He will Before resurrection. He went into the grave, isn't it? Yes, and he resurrected, isn't it? That is the gospel. First Corinthians chapter 15, 1 to 4. That is the gospel. That gospel is the light of God in us. So don't look for any other thing inside this Bible. It's what? The gospel. Everything inside this Bible is the gospel. The good news. Praise the Lord. So, okay. First John. Okay, we've read First John. First John chapter 1 verse 2. We heard that Apostle John said that the life, Jesus. the life, internal life, which is internal life, was manifested. That means Jesus' birth of the Virgin Mary was not actual birth of a, of a what? Of a woman, although he was born. Abby? Of Mary. That birth is called manifest. The word manifest means what? Revealed. God revealed himself in the flesh. Praise the Lord. So in all the scriptures from Genesis to Malachi, 
will now know that all was concerning Jesus Christ, revealing God the Father to us. That revelation enlightened us. Praise the Lord. That it gives us light to our understanding, sorry, for our understanding of the truth of the scripture that Jesus Christ will be born, one, that he will suffer. The cross means what? Suffering. So don't embrace the cross. Don't embrace the cross. Embrace what? I'm going there. The cross, it will suffer. It will die. It will do what? It will be buried. And that it will resurrect. That's all of the messages of the Old Testament. Now, all these things that I mentioned, are they done? They are done. Sorry, and to enter into his glory. When he resurrects, he resurrected, he will do what? He entered into his glory, isn't it? That's all the messages of the Old Testament. So what is the message of the Old Testament? It is not the suffering alone, nor the death alone, nor the burial, but his resurrection and his glory. Are we together? His resurrection and glory. That's what Apostle Paul said. Apostle Paul said, he said, what did he say? He said, that I may know him. And so on and so forth. That message is all is in all what was written from the book of Acts to Revelation. In the book of Acts, from book of I, I probably said book of Acts to Revelation. Everything that the apostles preached was concerning what? His resurrection and his glory. Praise the Lord. So invariably the old Bible has told us what it is. Hmm? So everything about what he has told us, I just five, I've mentioned it. Number one, Jesus Christ was made manifest. Abby? Number two, he's suffering. Number three, he died and was buried. Number four, his resurrection. And number five, his glory. And that glory is in what? Is in us. That's why we say Christ in me, the hope of glory. So what does this enlightenment mean? We have just talked about the light, Abby. Jesus Christ is the light. God is light. So what is this about enlightenment? When we read, I know that some of us have read, if you have not read it, go and read it again. Isaiah 42 verse 18, what does it say? That ye may see. That's the enlightenment there. That ye may see. Ephesians 1 18, what does it say? It says, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory, of the glory of his inheritance among the words. The saint. For those that have believed the gospel. What is the gospel again? The good news. news. And to those that will believe the gospel. The light of God lives in them. Or the lives of God will live in them. So if you have not believed the gospel, there is no other gospel. This is the gospel. So if you have believed the gospel, the light of God, of God's word, lives where? In you, in you. But that light is in your spirit. Are we together? Light, light is where? Is in your spirit. But must come to where? To your soul and your what? And your heart. To your soul and your body. Romans 12, verse 2. What does it say? Do not conform to the fashion of this world, but be what? Your mind. So, although Romans 10, 8 to 
10, what, Romans 10, 8 to 10, says that confession is made with what? With the mouth unto salvation and believed in the heart unto what? Righteousness, that is right believing. This means that if you do not believe the gospel or you do not believe right of what the gospel is all about or is all about alone, you will live wrongful, wrongfully in your thinking. And you are you you live wrongfully. You live wrongfully. Thinking you are this which you are not. Are we together? But when you believe right, when I say when you believe right, what what, what does it mean? Believe the, gospel. believe the gospel. Nobody will tell you to do this, to do that. Are we together? Yes, sir. The president will not be telling you. Sorry, what's your name, sir? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, hallelujah. But hallelujah, you didn't pray today. Why? You didn't pray. He's getting angry. Okay, okay. You didn't pray today. He won't tell you to pray because you will pray. Because you believe the word, the gospel. And you know that the Spirit of God lives in you. Yes. So when it's 3 o'clock in the morning, it's not uh, a time for to pray. Any time is okay to pray. When it's 3 o'clock in the morning, you do what? You pray. When it's uh, 1 p.m. in the afternoon, you pray wherever you are. You will not say, um, did you read your Bible today? Yes. You didn't read Bible. He won't tell because you will do what? You read the Bible. He won't tell you that... Um, do this, it will not. The book of Hebrews tells us that this point in time, nobody shall tell to his neighbor, this is the way, for they will know that this is the way. Why? They, because they believed the gospel. Praise the Lord. Now, and the knowledge of God's word will continuously grow in them when we fellowship. You know, we read First John chapter 1, Abby, when we fellowship together like this, you know, this fellowship we are doing together, it's not, it's not, um, um, it's not just for fun. We are fellowshiping together in the light, and when we share God's word together, what happens? Our mind is enlightened more and more until Jesus comes. Anybody that say that I, I don't want to be in the fellowship, move my share online Zoom. Praise the Lord. All those things are good, but we need to come together like this to fellowship, and to receive God's word. Praise the Lord. So, we know that our mind is being renewed. That that renewing is is what the theme of the month is talking about. Enlightenment. That our mind is enlightened. In fact, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, we read from verse 1 to the end, I think verse 23, is telling us that that verse 18 is actually a prayer for us. It's actually what? A prayer for us. So don't be ignorant about your identity because this is what we're talking about is identity. Identity in reality. Hmm? That identity, your identity in Christ is already in your spirit because you believe the gospel. But your soul, which Romans 12 verse 2 tells us that we should continuously renew, needs to be renewed to know what is inside the spirit so that it will communicate it to what? To the body to do. And that's why I was saying that Nobody will tell you 
to do what is right. For you will know that you need to do what is right. Because your spirit, which has the light, has communicated that light into your what? Your soul. Then your soul to your body. Praise the Lord. And that's why do not forsake the gathering of what? Of the brethren. Try as much as possible. So this comes when we pray. You know, when you know that, when you know that um, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, so it's good. But you need to pray such into reality of what Apostle Paul did in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. What did he do? He said that, that your eyes of understanding may be open. That out of that, um, that your eyes of understanding, what I was talking about? Your soul, your mind. Abi? Your mind. So it comes also by prayer. So pray that prayer that Apostle Paul prayed. Like Kenneth Hagin says that this particular passage, he prayed more than 1,000 times to be a reality in his body. So if you two can do the same, I tell you the fact. You want to do 1,000. You <laughs> Why are you saying okay? So not say, God, do this. No, God has already done it, isn't it? God has done it. So, what you are going to be saying is that, God, what you have done in Christ becomes reality in my soul and in my what? In my body. Praise the Lord. So, enlightenment is a matter of our identity in Christ, which is a reality in our what? In our spirits already, but not in our mind and soul enough. Not that it is not there. It's there because... If the gospel is being preached, Abby, it is the it is the art that received it, Abby. Then you understand what I'm saying. But yeah, it is not enough still. The word of God must be dear in our soul forever. Nothing until nothing else matter. But not enough. So come so come this prayer that our eyes of understanding being flooded with light, with the reality, with the reality of Christ in us. Praise the Lord. Amen. So Romans 10 verse 17, what does it say? Romans 10 17, what does it say? Faith comes by what? By, by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So continuously hear the word of God. I'm not giving us dues of our heart to be enlightened. I'm just telling you, this is the reality. So continuously do what? Listen to the word of God so that your soul will be what? Renewed. Then the right thing will be done in your body. Praise the Lord. So as, as we pray, so although prayer is important to this, you know that staying, you know that staying just to know him more and more, the hope of his calling and the power of his what? Resurrection. So what is the two things that you are knowing? The hope is of his glory and the what? Praise the Lord. So I'm I'm done now. Am I paper? I'm not. <laughs> Romans 1 16. So I know is you know she bought that. <laughs> Romans 1 16, what does it say? Romans everybody, Romans 1 16. Everybody open to it. We are closing with that. We are clo- no, everybody has not opened though. Please. Everybody open to that place. Romans 1.16, what does it say? 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Praise the Lord. The message of the gospel is the power of God, not your prayer. Not the prayer you pray. It's not what you do that makes God uh, that makes power available. It is what the message of the gospel. I was supposed to say that so, uh, uh, I will not preach the excellence of my. Uh, I will not say the excellence of men's wisdom, but the power, the demonstration of what God's power, and that demonstration of God's power is in the word of God. So if you don't listen to the word of God and you are just praying, I don't understand what you are praying. It is the word of God that you know that you put into prayer to become reality in your words, in your soul and your body, all your life. Praise the Lord. Let's bow down our heads. Let's stay to, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray that in the name of Jesus, I will not be void of God's word. I will not push the word of God aside. I will not push the word of God aside.